0: Hey, it's that time again, believe sports business, sports media, also heard on pod clips around the world. You can email us at 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 aol.com And we're here with uh, Mr. Mark Mancini, the world's worst sports handicapper, art source, fine kicker for the Rams and the Trojans of USC, although he was brought up a UCLA fan. And uh, we have to start uh, with the heartbreaking story on Monday night, uh, And maybe it ends up not heartbreaking, but certainly on Monday night, it seems so. And uh, tomorrow Hamlin uh, getting hit and standing up and then falling down and in the hospital. And now the tube's out and he's talking. And uh, uh, Mark Mancini, any comments? If you're watching it on ESPN, uh,
1: what what were your thoughts? Well, I will tell you this, when he, when he came out of it, the first thing he said, did you win? And the doctor's response said, uh, You won. You won won. the game of life. So I think that's a very important thing. And this kid's come a long way. He's done so many good things for the city of Pittsburgh and the children's hospitals and everything there. It's only fitting that it comes back twofold to him. I, I don't think he'll ever play again. But I do think that he'll be a great spokesman for the game as it moves forward. And we've seen these tragedies happen. We saw the Hank Gathers thing. At Loyola Marymount, we've seen the last you know, thing with the USC a basketball player, who's at least trying to make a comeback. But when you have something like this, you don't, you don't want to risk it. Anything can happen.
0: Art Source, uh, you know, he had a goal of uh, twenty five thousand dollars for toys for the kids in his hometown area. Last time uh, we checked, or what number did you read that uh, they
2: were? They're people... talking about a little over eleven million dollars being raised, and and you know the, the the outpouring of love and prayers and, and and people who were concerned was fantastic. And like we talked about off the air, Fred, ESPN did a good job of it. Only thing lacking, like we both discussed, was they didn't have a cardiologist on there to talk about blunt impact and what that can do to the system. And, uh, you know, and then you have a lot of the young announcers that weren't around in the 70s when Chuck Hughes died on the field. You know, they said nothing like this has ever happened before. Well, you know, before you make statements like that, it might be who of you to do a little research.
0: Well, the difference, though, I mean, that Lions game might have been regionally televised, but it wasn't televised nationally. This one was seen by everybody, and it was a big game. Buffalo, yeah, huge So the ratings for certain. And like, Fred,
2: let me ask you this. Now that we're talking about that game, what about the NFL deciding that, uh, you know, Kansas City, if they win their game against uh, the, the, I guess they're playing the Chargers, are they not? Who are they playing? Uh, Vegas. Vegas. They're playing Vegas this week. They're going to get the first seed. And going into the game Monday night, Buffalo had a chance at the first seed. Um, isn't that kind of a little bit of a dilemma for the NFL and, and your thoughts on that, you guys,
0: I thought they made a mistake. Uh, if there's any way to get the game in after this Sunday, I think they should have done that. And if they had to back up a week to back up a week, you know, whatever the case might be, I think it's unfair to Cincinnati and maybe unfair to Buffalo, depending on what happens. Well, also this weekend, they've got the uh, Detroit green Bay game now at night. Uh, Sunday night. And if Seattle loses on Sunday afternoon, the game doesn't
1: mean mean anything to the line. So, well, go ahead, let's, let's back the train up a little because a rumor circulated last night, and I don't know if it's come to fruition, but they're thinking about bringing eight teams from each conference. That gives the Steelers a hell of a shot. And my team on the NFC side of things, Washington, that was left for dead that ron rivera ran into the ground for three straight weeks might still have a chance in this thing so if you're gonna bring eight teams into this thing let's just have a big party
0: yeah you know, I haven't I heard,
1: heard that one where did you hear yeah, that mark i heard that on the it was on the nfl site yesterday they're talking about it today they're, they're pretty much a decision should come down what they
2: just let everybody play
1: <laughs> yeah that's no, how I the heard. nba plays it
0: no no they don't really i mean it's, it's the same amount uh we got thirty teams. Yeah. Anyway, they are all about twelve or fourteen teams in it, and that's the max that, in my mind, should ever be in it. Except that now, the NCAA, where my Bruins have won eleven national titles, would like to expand the basketball tournament from sixty-eight to ninety. All right, that's, that's one. That's twenty-five. There's three hundred and sixty. I think schools playing Division One basketball ninety to three sixty. So one twenty-five percent. Does that make any? I mean, it makes sense monetarily? I guess. Wow. Get another round, a couple rounds.
2: Uh,
0: we, what, what are we playing the regular season for?
2: Sports business. Yeah, well, they, that that big word with uh, six letters, greed, comes right back into the foray. You know, honest to God, sixty four with the two play in team sixty six. That's plenty of people. It's like now they're talking about 16 teams in the NCAA football playoffs. No, we don't need that many teams, really and truly, because you're going to start messing with all the bowl games who, by the way, nobody went and watched anyway this year in person. I mean, you saw more seats, you know, people dressed like seats than anything in the bowl games. So, I mean, they got to get serious here. You know, the, the bullets that count, there's probably 15. Or 20 balls that count. You can assimilate them into the playoff games, make it look good, get the big six ball games to to you know to traditionally play off the national championship. But yeah, this this everybody gets to play thing is is kind of this new woke world we live in.
1: Well, the flip side of that is on the college football scenario, I think you need to have an influx of more teams. USC, to my opinion, got penalized for playing that championship game. Ohio State sat home, didn't have to play nothing, and they back into it. And you know what? TCU's, TCU's a great story, guys. But I've seen these stories materialize before with Coastal Carolina and all this. Nobody really wants to see these teams. We wanted to see a Georgia-Michigan. And, and, and at least Georgia saved us from an Ohio State TCU debacle in Los Angeles.
2: Yeah, you know, there, there's a perfect example. USC loses to Utah in the PAC 12 championship game. And, uh, you know, TCU loses to Kansas state who gets crushed by Alabama. So really, you know, you look at the referee calls in the game, the semifinal game, you know, Michigan and and TCU. And if that kid didn't score on that bomb, I'm, I'm, you know, uncle Louie. I mean, there's no doubt that by the time he got control of the ball, he was over the line. And I mean, when they go under the hood with these little kids, It's smaller than my computer. Why don't you just look up and look at at Jerry Jones' big screen and you get a better look at it? I mean, come on. I've Uh, seen more bad calls in big games in both the NFL and college football this year. I'm almost to the point where I used to love replay. Let the the referees make the call and they got to live by it.
0: You know, you mentioned Jerry Jones. Apparently, uh, a woman... Has some DNA evidence that uh, oh yeah she's his she's his daughter. So uh, Mark, you have any comments? Uh, if the NBA, if the NFL finds out, he's going to go nuts. I mean, nothing's going to happen to him except that you have to pay uh, his daughter some. Oh, There's a
2: hundred million dollars uh, go, uh, away.
0: Go, go away. Yeah, but-
1: well, suppose you're right on, Fred. I heard that same report that he's been kind of slipping her some stuff and taking care of her out of the limelight. But whatever happened to that slogan, "Old Men Rule"? I mean, we're seeing Daniel Snyder fall by the wayside, and the only thing here is Jerry Jones. Guys was very instrumental on in bringing uh, football back to Los Angeles after a couple decades. Without Jerry Jones, I don't think the NFL would be. Hey, in you know what else Angeles. he did,
2: Mark? You know what else he did? He made every franchise worth another billion, billion and a half with his D- TV deals, with his marketing. So I mean, like ev- like everybody always talks about. He's done what he has to do, and, and I, at this point in time, you know, hey, he's he's got to be nearing 80 years of age. What have the Dallas Cowboys done the last three decades, really? They had their little run there in the mid-'90s. I mean, I just think he's turned into Al Davis. All right,
0: let's go back to the college side. I think the NCAA should pass a rule. You shouldn't be allowed to play more than 10 years of NCAA football. Art, do you agree or disagree?
2: <laughs> well, the way that the rules are now, I still got two more years of eligibility. I'm ready to go loosen it up at 126 years of age. Where did this come from?
0: Where, where did this come yeah, from? No, I mean, well, when I, I was growing, growing up the most first of all freshmen weren't eligible, but let's say yeah. they were. The most you could play is five. Uh on the five outside. to play
2: four. You got a red shirt year, you know. But, but not if the got, coach likes you.
0: <laughs> what do we got? Seven, eight? What what is this? Yeah. You, well, I'm ridiculous. gonna find out I, I'm gonna find out next week, I swear, it, folks, that DTR He's been given another year of eligibility. Right. So and here's
2: the play. other thing, Fred. How many teams can you play for JT Daniels? Yeah. All it, right. It, you know. I mean, are you going to, they're, they're going to have, you know, it'll be like the, the joke about Phil Mickelson listening to Tiger being, you know, announced at Augusta. The winner of this, the winner of that. Former West Virginia, USC, Oklahoma, Georgia. Uh, where's he going now? Rice? Is he puffed rice now or something rice like that? There. He's going to be an owl. Yeah. I mean, come on, let's get real here. And then, of course, Keith and Slovis. Is going to go play for BYU, and Sam Martin's going to run things at, at Notre Dame in his seventh year. Fred, I can't figure it out. <laughs> and now
0: you have a women's basketball player from UCLA transferring to USC. It's got to right. stop somewhere.
2: That's, Bottom that, line
0: that's, is that's well. Well, how about, okay? how about, Hang on, hang on, hang on. You can't transfer intra conference. Okay, you want to go outside agree. the conference? Okay. You can't transfer from Oregon to USC as a running back.
2: You got one. I say you get get one shot. Okay. In other words, let's say you come, you, you sign with USC. They bring in a new coach. They go in a different direction. You pick the next team that you want to play for. You go there. I don't think it should be allowed to be in the same conference. I agree with you there. Um, And that's where, that's what you're, that's where you're at. Okay. Now, now let me say this. If the, if the coach there leaves, I think that's another reason that you can maybe, you know, make an argument for it. But this running around every year for five years, I mean, Fred, we've talked about it. You know, we like our sports magazines. I can't keep track of who's playing for what and what's playing for who. At a certain point in time, you know, and whatever happened to loyalty to the school, you went there to get an education. I always thought, I guess that doesn't matter at all.
1: No, you're there for the money now. Not only that, look look at UCLA basketball, for instance, if you had a Mike Shashevsky or a Jerry Tarkane in there, he would have got this team over the hump. This team's been built for the last three years to do some damage. Mick Cronin doesn't know how to recruit three-point
2: shooters. That's quote right. of the night, last night after the game. They asked him <laughs> what he thought. And he said, <laughs> well, my, my team was selfish. They played no defense. <laughs> bad shot, shot selection. <laughs> and the writer says, are they going to grow from this? And he goes, grow to the bench.
0: Yeah, All here, right, talking here. about, lo- before we go, talking about loyalty right here on uh, League Sports Business Sports Media, also heard on PodClip. So, uh, Jim Harbour, I know before the Michigan game against TCU, he told his club, Wolverines, rah, rah, rah. And now he's leaving Michigan, for most likely Carolina or Denver. Mark, any comments about football coaches who have no loyalty whatsoever to their institution
1: of higher learning? Well, I know I'm the world's worst handicapper, but if Harbaugh leaves Michigan, which I think he will, he's really close with a guy up there in Indianapolis, the Ursays. They're going to give him a boatload of money. And if you want to turn your franchises around, give it to Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh, because Jim Harbaugh has turned everything around wherever he's been. He- would you he- Would he- you work
2: for Jim Ursay? Honest to God, Marky. I wouldn't go near that guy with a 50-foot pole. <laughs> and the same goes for Tepper. All right. If I was going to play for any, if I'm going to coach anybody, I'm going to coach for the for the, uh, the Walmart family in Denver because you got all the money in the world. He knows the Elway's from Stanford. He knows everybody in the front office from Stanford when he was there. That's where he's going to wind up. And maybe he can make a difference with Russell Wilson. That's my thought.
0: All right, Mark, final 30 seconds tonight. Believe sports business, sports media. What are your thoughts? 30 seconds.
1: Well, my thoughts are I thought the Raiders were a great organization, but then they reminded me of that Pioneer Chicken special years ago, feed four more for four ninety-four. How the hell do you bench Derek Carr and not pay him 40 million the last two games? This guy's a franchise leader, man. He will walk, he'll be fit uh, fit somewhere along with Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco. To save his job,
0: McDaniels. That's why he's not going. <laughs> The doofus uh, finally Art, source in 30 seconds. Your final thoughts this weekend as we head into the uh, Monday night game.
2: Okay. Who's going to, who's going to play quarterback for, uh, for Miami. Uh, this playoff situation is going to be wild. Now, maybe Mark's right with the eight teams. That could be a way to do it. Here's a number that really slipped, slipped by me, but I found out about it. The Steelers who were at 1.2 and six have a chance to go to the playoffs. If Buffalo loses or if if Buffalo beats beats uh, New England, and if uh, the Jets beat Miami, a couple of ifs there. But do you know that there are three players on defense make over $251 million? T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, and Minkah Fitzpatrick. And that's been the reason why they've made the push they have. And I feel bad for Buffalo. We We love what's going on, and I'm so thankful to see the young safety making a comeback. It's been fantastic.
0: For Art, for Mark, Mario, thank you very much believe sports business sports media all heard on pod clips i'm fred and we'll see you around the corner on this fine show bye everybody